0: hello everyone um i'm ananya
1: and i'm sam
0: and this is the tfl podcast and this is where alex puts in the little jingle (laughs) so how are you sam
1: um i'm all right I have a lot to do this weekend. Um, I've decided to apply for some summer internships. Not sure if that's a good idea or how it will pan out, but it's my truth and I'm living it.
0: Nice. Um, summer internships are... God, I, I wish that they there weren't so many requirements for an internship application. Like, they're like, send me a resume. And then there's this whole form of like, fill in your past work experience. Okay, then why did you want my resume? (laughs) Um, And then sometimes they'll have those buttons that are like, apply with LinkedIn, and then they import your LinkedIn stuff, but it's in a completely messed up order. Um, And it's always funny, because like, I'm one of my majors is computer science, and some of the internships I've applied to are for like Google, like Microsoft, like very high up tech companies. If you're if you like run the world, why can't you fix your internship application to like take my information and put it in somewhere?
1: But yeah. I agree. I was originally like in an ideal world I would be applying for internships at like theaters, but um none of those places are accepting internships this summer, understandably. So I was looking at like museums um in the DC area. Um which is nice but there are like so many positions that require like or like strongly recommend it's like we would we would strongly prefer if you're majoring in like library science and i'm like what what undergrad <laughs> offers a library science major
0: you know i feel like Tufts would be the school to offer that
1: Tufts does offer a a museum english
0: hmm. i i feel like the only thing i know about library sciences is you know in elementary school when they make you learn the Dewey Decimal System?
1: Yes, yes I do.
0: That's some shit that I just forgot immediately. <laughs> like, as soon as I left the elementary school library, it left my brain. <laughs> Mad respect for the people who memorize that, though, because they find my books for
1: me. It's very impressive. I'm, I'm still, like, afraid to really delve into Tish. It's very overwhelming.
0: Yeah. Um everything is like digitized now obviously but librarians are librarians are dope um I love my libraries it's like it's like the one place on planet earth that you can exist without spending a ton of money and I am super grateful for libraries for that reason
1: that's so true last semester um a couple of my classes, we read like a lot of novels and the amount of novels I was able to get either like physically through like the summer library or like as ebooks like online, like saved me so much money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely um, gotten into reading as well because of the pandemic and, you know sitting in your bedroom like what like when you can't leave your house what else is there to do um it's like between tv and reading and reading feels slightly more productive um and I think that's kind of funny you know like I'm still sitting in one place like taking in a story whether I'm watching tv or reading but reading is like viewed as this intellectual feat um which yeah what's your what's your take on that
1: I agree. I also feel like there's this weird stigma against audiobooks that somehow, like, reading the words physically or even if it's, like, on a screen is somehow more intellectually stimulating than, like, having them read to you. Um, I'm not a STEM major, but I'm pretty sure that's that they're the same. Um. Yeah, I mean... I know how to
0: read like do I need to like the people who are purists like do I need to prove that to you that I know how to read um it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a pissing race in that sense but that's yeah stupid um but yeah the other thing I feel like you know imposter syndrome um just you know takes over every corner of my life probably because I'm a woman um but the fact that you know Like, a lot of other kids, kids, I'm an adult, okay, a lot of other people, other people our age are, they're, like, bragging about reading, like, theory, and, like, like, leftist theory, and, like, um, these anthropology books, and, like, how did humans come to be? And I am reading romance novels, um, and, like, books about magic, and, you know, let me live,
1: (laughs) I completely agree. I also got extremely into modern romance novels over the past year. Incredibly thrilling. And also theory, I don't, like, do you know the definition? (laughs) Like, what defines theory?
0: Yeah, I've got to be honest, I am never reading that shit.
1: Um (laughs) I have to read a lot of it. My English class this semester is really interesting, but, like, I think we're about to start reading a couple novels soon, but the majority of it has just been reading, I don't, I, I think it's theory, or at least, like, academic, like, scholarly articles. Um It's just, I, it's interesting, but it is not what I, uh, necessarily what I anticipated when I signed up for an English class.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I feel like when I was forced to read things that I didn't like, I kind of lost my love of reading, but I've definitely regained it when I found out that, you know, you could read about, like, you know, anything you want. Um, So, yeah, when I found out that, you know, sometimes books are about, like, evil empires and not about fucking what that shit that you read in high school about like like written in the 1800s by white men and they're all about like shaming a woman for something um scarlet letter
1: <laughs> i never read that
0: okay you're you you did not miss out on much
1: <laughs>
0: so um today is an interesting day because it marks the one year anniversary the
1: paniversary i should say of course course.
0: where where were you when you got the the forbidden email
1: i was sitting alone in my bedroom on the fourth floor of miller hall my roommate um had actually she had gone home not permanently at the time she had gone home for a week um because of a family emergency um And so I never really got to properly say goodbye to her because then we were sent home. But yeah, I was sitting on my bed. Um, I was sort of just waiting for it to happen because I had heard through the grapevine that um, it was going to be announced on that day. Um, Yeah, I immediately called my mother. (laughs) Where were you?
0: I was taking a chemistry exam. Um, It was like it was one of those... Eight thirty to ten thirty exams, which mm. abolish those. Um,
1: Agreed. but
0: you know, my friend next to me, um, God, I hope Professor Krytoff is not listening to this. <laughs> but my friend next to me um, was checking his phone during an exam, and respect. He just randomly says, "Oh shit!" And I, I'm fully like, you know, balancing these chemical equations. Like I am in a different zone. And he's like, we're getting sent home after a spring break. And at that moment, I just could not finish the rest of my that was, you know, it was it was very stressful. And the next day I had two exams that were not cancelled. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and so I didn't even get to, you know, have my last like fun days with my friends, because I have to take these goddamn exams and yeah that was that was terrible um yeah but so what are some things that like like let's reflect on this past year like what has i feel like i've aged 20 years um
1: yeah um i feel like a lot of personal milestones uh have happened i don't even know if that's true i'm mostly just thinking uh transition wise um lots of internal reflection, as I'm sure, uh, many can relate to. Um, and I also have begun therapy, um, which is very exciting. Uh, probably have needed it, um, for many years. Um, but there's no time like the present.
0: Yeah. I think everyone in the world could go to therapy. Um, and benefit – I wish there were enough therapists in the world that – you know, you know, the world should just be, like, shattered and redesigned so that there's a one-to-one ratio for, like, regular people to – Yeah. To therapists.
1: Because therapists aren't regular people. Yeah,
0: therapists are, like, superhuman. They have, like, you know, superpowers or something. Um, I definitely think being able to listen to other people's problems for, like, as a living is um, – a superpower <laughs> um congratulations on you know like transitioning and stuff um and getting into a certain place with that over this chaotic year I think that's you know that's fantastic congratulations
1: thank you do you have any highlights
0: I feel like I've had no character development in this past mm. year I just feel like I have gotten a lot tireder my attention span has gotten shorter. Um, I feel like I'm hyper aware of how I look because I'm always looking at myself on my computer screen. I agree. What else? I feel like I have lost my work ethic. I am a shell of a human being. Um, yada, yada, yada. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Things you guys have heard a million times. Um, Feel like I was robbed of my college experience, you know, like, silly stuff like that. Uh, But milestones. um, I actually stayed home last semester with my parents. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like because of that, I'm able to appreciate my time at Tufts a lot more. Um, Like, just, you know, being here, taking in that atmosphere, taking in that um marijuana smell on the hill um absolutely you know it's the the lax bros wearing shorts and 15 degree weather you know i really miss that and i'm glad that it's back in my life um you know the bisexuals with their planet oat oat milk and their turtlenecks um
1: there's so many of them
0: I am one, um, so yeah, we're we're a very represented population. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but yeah, I feel like uh, going back to to mental health. I feel like anxiety for me is such a scam because I I'm paying all this money to be on campus and I do appreciate it, but then my brain just tells me that I should stay inside my room literally all day um and never hang out with anybody and it's like what a waste of money
0: yeah yeah for sure um I also suffer from anxiety as as one does um and I totally feel that like whenever I go to my in-person classes I'm like okay I need to take I need to like grab this hand sanitizer off the wall and just you know clean everything before I sit down um but then when I'm, you know, anxiety is weird in that when I'm in my bedroom, I'm like, what am I missing? Um, I get anxious about things that I'm missing in the outside world. So I just can't win. Um
1: It really is a lose-lose situation.
0: Yeah, I, this is probably unethical, but um me and my coworkers in my unspecified workplace for for whoever is listening i don't want anyone to get in trouble but we were making fake bets on when we think the general public is going to be vaccinated um and i was just wondering your take on that like if you had to if you had to put 500 dollars down and say a date what would that date be
1: the entire united states population
0: like as many people are who are willing to get vaccinated right right
1: right um, well i believe i recently as someone who uh, as we all often do um read headlines but not read the entire news article um saw a piece of data that said i think that as of right now about a tenth of the population is vaccinated um I don't know how to do the math to multiply that. Um, I mean, my, my goal is within the year. Um, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that the Massachusetts uh, guidelines or or timeline um, says that in Massachusetts, like the general public will be vaccinated in April because that's in a single month. Um, I'm
0: excited. Um, You know, like inject it into my veins like yeah i will take it i don't care about the side effects like you could tell me that this vaccine will you know give me measles for the rest of my life and i would still take it i'm tired of this it would be worth it yeah um yeah and i i was a bit optimistic i was saying like by the summer everyone who wants to be vaccinated will have the ability to get vaccinated but that's yeah it's definitely optimistic um we're officially a science podcast now
1: wow i haven't taken science since the 11th grade
0: <laughs> yeah um as a science major keep it that way uh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah in 12th grade um i suppose i i I took science for a single semester but it was not a real science it was horticulture um which like tending to plants did we actually tend to plants no um mostly it was just like rudimentary biology and labeling the parts of a flower um
0: So it's, yeah, it was your high school's version of Plants and Humanity.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And then at the end of the semester, we had to design our dream house. Um, Ooh. Not sure how that factored into Plants. Um, More of an archaeology situation, but. Yeah. Very interdisciplinary.
0: Very much so. (laughs) I would love to take a horticulture class because every single plant I've ever purchased dies. Um, I don't know why, you know, like, are you a plant, are you a plant person, a plant parent? I was just
1: about to ask, are you a plant queer? Um, I'm not. (laughs) And I'm not afraid to say it.
0: Well, you know, I, I won't, I won't judge you for that. Um, because every plant, like I said before, every plant I've ever purchased dies, um, you know, it's like whenever I move into a new room or whenever I'm feeling a little down, I'm like, you know what would make me not feel down? Filling my room with plants. So that's exactly what I do. And in a month or two, I am now, you know, sad and surrounded by dead plants because I couldn't keep them alive. Um, and you can imagine what that does to one's spirit. Um, yeah. So to anyone listening, plant parenthood. Oh, wait, wait, that, that should be the name of something. I got to write that down. Plant parenthood is a scam, not planned parenthood. We we like that one. Plant parenthood is a scam.
1: I would agree. I I think, you know, the way you describe whenever you're, you're feeling sad, um, you buy a plant to brighten up the room. I feel like I do that, but just with like art prints, um, it's it's my way of, of coping, especially with so many, like, blank walls um, in my life. Yeah.
0: I am not a huge art print person, but I am an Etsy earrings person. Mm. So now we have opened the can of worms of queer stereotypes. Um, of course. Which, at Tufts University, that can is never closed, um, especially if you are at the sink. Oh, Yeah. Um, what's your order at the sink?
1: Okay, so this is where I expose myself to, I don't, I know the sink doesn't only serve coffee, but I don't drink coffee, um, so I rarely go. When I do, I usually just get a mocha and a muffin. Um, I'm a very simple man.
0: Um, at least tell me that the mocha is with a milk alternative and not whole milk. (laughs)
1: it's not whole milk but it is cow's milk i get skim milk
0: okay um okay
1: i know i'm on thin ice i'm on thin ice
0: you're really skating there um yeah i have to i i'm you know on this little like side journey where i'm trying to decide which milk alternative is the best um Mm. So soy milk is good. It tastes very similar to real milk if you've ever had it. Mm-hmm. Oat milk is delicious. Um,
1: I, I agree.
0: Yeah. Oat milk is fantastic. Um, so I've had rice milk. That's just, just water. Like just, that's mm-hmm. not milk. You know, like what other milks are- Almond milk is good. I'm, I'm a fan of almond milk. Um, but you know, I think people who, drink like regular cow's milk like just for fun like people who wake up in the morning and are like i'm gonna have a glass of milk today i think natural selection is coming for those people and i would like it to happen as soon as possible um because that is disgusting
1: (laughs) i will i will admit that that was what i was like as a child as a child i drank two to three glasses of milk a day Mm -hmm. um but as a child, you know, as a five-year-old, I did also enjoy just the taste of butter on its own. So we live and we learn and we grow.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's forgivable because you were a child. Um, yeah. I <laughs> Milk is just – there's just something about it that's like drinking it plain, especially like a warm glass of milk. Oh,
1: no. No.
0: It it just has this, like, strong aftertaste and, like, you know, my theory is that there's a reason that, you, like, milk is something that babies drink and, like, your mom stops producing it at some point. It's the universe telling you that there's no reason for you to subject yourself to milk after a certain stage of your life. Um,
1: you know, scientifically, that seems sound.
0: Yes. <laughs> um... Yes, this is um, a science podcast. This is this is TED Talks Daily or whatever that podcast
1: is. Well, this is completely unrelated to what we were talking about. Um, but I was just thinking about uh, stuffed animals. <laughs> and um, in part because I have my weighted stuffed animal um, sitting on my lap currently. Um, and I was wondering if you had any, uh, as a child or now, any... Uh, favorite stuffed animals and what their names were.
0: Hmm. Um, I was a Webkin's kid. Um, of course, very much a Webkin's kid. Um, I didn't have, I don't have any like Squishmallows or like those are really popular now for good reason. Um, it's just that, you know, as I have turned into an adult who very frequently moves apartments, Hmm. I was gonna buy a squishmallow, but then I was like, if I had a lot of squishmallows, like it would be a pain in the ass to like transport from one. So this is me being an adult. um, And I'm honestly very disappointed in myself, like that this is what's become of me, that I'm thinking ahead in my life instead of just impulse purchasing. Um, But I would love a squishmallow. Uh, I would really like, um, if they ever made a frog one, I would definitely buy that. um, Mm.
1: Because
0: that is. Amphibians are the best category of animal. Um so anything anything with that um I would love to buy. Did
1: you, did you ever, ever own a own pillow, pillow pet? Pot?
0: I did not own a pillow pet. Um mm. Yeah, I wasn't a huge stuffed animals kid mostly cuz you know, I've immigrant parents and they were like mm-hmm. what is the point of this? Just like like, you're not a child. You're not a baby anymore. I was a child. But, like, they were like, you're not a baby. You don't need a stuffed animal. So what I would do to compensate um, was I would take those travel neck pillows that you'd get uh, at the airport. And I would just pretend that that was a stuffed animal. Um, I should write this down as something to bring up in therapy. But, yeah, you know, neck pillows... Neck pillows are kind of a scam. I I don't think I've ever had an experience with a neck pillow where I was like, you know, this is this is really helping me go to sleep right now.
1: Yeah. I feel like I I never bought into neck pillows. I, I always just sort of, you know, did my own thing on on airplanes or whatever. I just leaned my head against the window.
0: That's see that's why window seats are elite and I like anyone would agree with that take, but my hot take is the best sleeping position in an airplane is when you bring down the tray table and you like put your
1: head face first,
0: cross your arms. Yeah, it's also the most risky position because if any turbulence happens, you are breaking your skull like that's what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, if it like when it works, you get, you know, maybe an hour or two of sleep, which is more than you normally would. Very true. Um, It's been so long since I've been on a flight. I don't miss that.
1: (laughs) I flew home uh, for winter break because it's a bit too far to drive. Um, It was very nerve-wracking the entire time. Uh, My flight home was completely full. Um, Every seat was filled. Um, And not next to me, thank goodness, but a couple rows in front of me, there was a person who... Um, they were wearing a mask, but would not put it up over their nose, uh, made me very anxious.
0: That, I don't, just don't wear the mask at that point. Like if one of your, (laughs) if one of your mucous membranes is exposed, it doesn't make a difference. Um, I, yeah, I, I had a similar experience in Duncan. Um, I was picking, I was just being a good citizen. I placed my mobile order. I was going to get my, um, cold brew, with oat milk and a couple swirls of hazelnut, um, like a good queer. Um, and I see these white Laxborough men with masks pulled to their chin. And they're tough. They're tough students. Um,
1: of course.
0: And they just like walk in like they own the place. And Duncan has this rule that you know only five people are allowed inside at a the time. they' they were in a group of like seven. Just disregarded the sign, walked in, and so, um, this is a moment where I'm putting the comedy and the comedy podcast aside, and if any tough students are listening to this, don't be an asshole, like,
1: (laughs) yeah,
0: don't walk into community spaces without a mask, um, and, (laughs) you know, this is, this is like the Medford-Somerville residents' home more than it is our home, so, um, I honestly have gotten very used to wearing a mask, um.
1: Me as well. Um, I have, I, I suffer from, uh, the mask acne, but honestly, it's, it's very difficult for me to pinpoint exactly where the, the acne, uh, breakout comes from, especially at the beginning of the school year. It was like, is it because I'm moving? Is it stress from school? Um, is it other stress? Is it testosterone? Is it the mask? And of course, the answer is it's all five of these things, but, what a combination.
0: Does testosterone make you break out a lot?
1: Um, I mean, it depends on the person. For for me it does. Not like a lot a lot, but definitely have noticed an increase.
0: Yeah, I I've, I've heard a lot of like trans women who were on estrogen saying that their skin totally cleared up. Um, yeah. I the thing about mask acne with me is I get the mask acne. Um, but then I'm able to cover it up with a mask. So no one knows I have mask acne.
1: Exactly.
0: So it's, yeah. (laughs) I, I also, the thing about masks that I really like is if I remember something hilarious that I said, my two masks have me like, they're covering my face. You can't tell that I am laughing fully in public at, you know, my own, like, that's, that's fine. Um. And, you know, once once we um, start moving past the masks, I have to say we need to normalize that. We need to normalize laughing in public at our own jokes.
1: Honestly, yeah, it seems at this point like masks, like not wearing a mask and being able to see someone's full face feels like an invasion of privacy. Right? Like whatever someone does with their, the lower half of their face is between them and God. <laughs>
0: yeah, Um, the only, the, the thing about masks though, is that I just can't recognize anyone sometimes. Um, it'll take me a full 30 seconds to realize who a person is. And by that point, they've already walked away. And I, you know, it's, it's, I have the split second decision. Do I turn around and say hi to them or do I just pretend it didn't happen? Um,
1: I have waved to people who I, it turns out I actually did not know. I've had people say hi to me but I have not been able to recognize them back and so I just say hi and keep moving. Yeah. Holding.
0: You know, as an Indian woman um in a campus full of white students, I get mistaken for other Indian women um mm. and sometimes I just go with it. Um sometimes someone is like, "Hey Priya," and I'm like, "What's up?" you know, like, "What's <laughs> I hope Priya is doing well." Um you know, sometimes It just it just gives me this exhilarating feeling to um, be someone else, even if it's for a racist reason.
1: (laughs) We all need a little escape now and then.
0: Yes, yes, we do. (laughs) Um, How do you feel like the pandemic has influenced like social media and like meme culture and whatnot?
1: Ooh, that's really interesting. Um, I will say I, social media scares me. Um, Twitter in particular frightens me. Um, I do not have a Twitter. I am afraid to get one. Um, and part of me wishes I could just delete all of my social media. And this is definitely an anxiety thing, but then I'm like, oh, but what will happen when I suddenly can't keep up with the 50 people that I never talked to from my high school, you know? That's going to be the end of things for me.
0: It's That's definitely a common feeling that a lot of people have. Um thing is, like, you're probably not missing anything. Um, the only, like, good thing to come out of social media is, like, the memes nowadays anyway. Um, and that, like, like, just seeing memes is just, like, that's what I do while I'm scrolling on the toilet. Like, that, like, the toilet, like, that's what I, that's my sense of entertainment um, mm-hmm. quickly. But... <laughs>
1: I think we need to normalize memes um, as a mode of communication, but like just between two people, like over the summer, I would send, I would text my brother a meme, but it was just like a meme asking him if he wanted to come downstairs and watch TV with me.
0: That's fantastic. I love it. Um, I am a huge fan of hyper specific memes that yeah, that they just seem like no one else would relate to them. Um, so what my housemate and I do sometimes is we send each other, like, memes about, like, custom-made memes. Like, this is the real, like, MS Paint shit. Um, we'll we'll make each other memes um, just being, like, wash your dishes. Um, or just about, like, something breaking in the house. Um, and that's, yeah, that's a great way to have serious conversations without being confrontational is just sending someone a meme. Um, so highly, I I highly agree with you about that.
1: I agree. I have a whole folder on my phone and my photos. that's just like niche memes that like, like custom handcrafted, you know, about a specific situation that only occurred between me and one other person. No one else will understand it, but it's hilarious.
0: Um, see, speaking of hyper specific things, so, um, uh, the story of how I met Sam, um, Uh. (laughs) love it. Um, so Sam was here for Jumbo Days. Um, they were assigned to someone who was my floor mate and that happened to be a day that I guess I had nothing to do because I was just hanging around and I was, I was really excited to, I was really excited to meet the baby Bows. So I introduced myself to Sam, you know, I was like, do you want me to, like, show you things um, on campus? And I was just hanging out with them. Um, I don't know why I
1: did this, but we somehow, I somehow ended up taking them to a burlesque dress rehearsal. Well, it was because my my host was in burlesque, um, so they had a rehearsal, and they were just like, you can come ananya will sit with you
0: <laughs> yeah um and that was the moment that sam was like i'm committing to tufts
1: yeah that was it that was that it. was
0: the single moment
1: yeah i went to i went to bendiston at 10 p.m um on a thursday night and i committed to tufts
0: that's that's so exciting ah life was so different back then
1: uh simpler times
0: but that that was that's a beautiful origin story of our relationship
1: absolutely
0: so virtual Jumbo Days are a thing now. Uh, I I was an ED student, so I didn't really do the whole Jumbo Days thing, but how do you think – how does virtual Jumbo Days work? Like, what is that?
1: I don't know because it's like, it's like a month now, right? It's not just like a day. It's like a month of like virtual programming or activities. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how that works. I feel like it would just be similar to – I mean – Obviously, I didn't attend virtual orientation this year, but whatever that was like for the freshmen. Yeah. Just like virtual tours or, you know, the students with masks being like, wow, look, this is the gym. (laughs) Commit to Tufts.
0: Here is a Google Images stock photo of um, the campus center.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) And then Zoom meetings of other students in between classes You know, depressed in their rooms full of like empty water bottles, being like, This is the greatest time of my life.
1: Mm, Everyone writing on the admissions Instagram, writing their love letters to Tufts. (laughs) Bold move to do that right now.
0: And then there are, yeah, there are always, there are always some people um, in those those Tufts social media pages, like current students being like, ah, like, Fire Monaco or, <laughs> just some, you know, just some like scand- or scandalous quotes, um, thing. And I just I I didn't really see that when I was um, a baby jumbo. But I just mm. wonder because there's so much like scandal and there's so much pressure on institutions nowadays. I just wonder what the the baby jumbos think of that. Like, are they like, oh my god, the school is crazy? Um,
1: mm. yeah. Like, what do they? What is <laughs> honestly? If you just like. What would it be like to decide where you go to college based solely on that college's Instagram comments?
0: Yeah, I don't know. If I were in between schools, it would just have to be who has the funniest comments. Um, That is where I would commit to.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think it says a lot about the ambiance.
0: It really does. Um, Yeah, and, you know, they obviously can't do tours anymore, so... The, the baby jumbos that are incoming probably don't even know that there's a giant hill that they have to go up to get to class. Um,
1: so well, not like they're climbing it this year anyways., that, oh, that's so true. That is so true.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like not being on campus for a whole semester is severe or more than a whole semester. It was almost a year has severely affected my stamina. Because I go up the hill to, like, my, like, one in-person class a day. And I am winded. Like, I need to Mm. turn a corner, pull my mask down, get some, like, fresh air for a second. It's a whole process. And it is so embarrassing. Um, And meanwhile, I see people, like, running with masks on. What is that about? Like. That's ridiculous. That, yeah, that's just. (laughs) Um, I feel like i I feel like you have to have some sort of love hate relationship with your body to put it through that um and I wish I could be like you people who just are running at six a m and are full time students too like good for them what's in your water um and where can I have some
1: yeah it's also it's been a minute for me since i you know have had to regularly walk up and down the hill because um before we were sent home last spring, um, I had recently had surgery and I wasn't allowed to lift things. So I was like walking and I had a lot of up and down the hill, but I was just walking up and down with my like little seventh grade roller backpack. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I agree. Last semester I had one in person class that was in Olin, um, and just having to walk up there like twice a week, um,
0: There's something about, like, walking up that, like, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Packard. Yeah, it's Packard. Yeah. Um, that street that goes up to Olin, that's just probably the most painful place for your calves on this entire campus. I agree. No, like, stroll hurts me more than, like, one that goes to, like, an Olin class, um, and also just something about the area is so windy. So not only are you in physical pain, but you're also cold, um, and you're also being blown away. So that that walk up Packard, up the hill, is just the most unpleasant part of being a tough student. Um I'm sure the baby jumbos will find a way to romanticize it though. Cause wow. I definitely did when I was a baby
1: jumbo. How did you romanticize Packard Avenue?
0: I was just like, it's so beautiful, the buildings. Ugh. My hashtag, my Tufts.
1: <laughs> Very fair.
0: I was an ED student, so, y- you know, like, we were, we were crazy. Um, right. We were able to romanticize everything about Tufts. In my year, um, the Tufts bookstore was selling this gnome. Like the G and
1: like gnome as a Gnomeo uh, and Juliet. Um, I, I was about to reference that exact movie.
0: <laughs> oh, um, it was it was a Tufts gnome, um, and someone created an entire groupie chat dedicated to like worshiping the gnome. Um, and people were like, "Aren't we so lucky to go to a school
1: that sells a gnome as <laughs> merchandise?"
0: Um, and yeah, you know that's that's early decision for you.
1: Yeah. Well that's you know, that's the quirky side of Tufts. So quirky. Did you did you know that, um this happened a while ago,
0: but the admissions office banned the word quirky from being used during campus tours.
1: I did not know
0: that. Yeah, they were like it's gonna make normal people feel isolated and like <laughs> they don't have a space at Tufts.
1: Wow. Actually at Tufts normal people um are oppressed.
0: Yeah, I think um Someone needs to start a club or an Instagram infographic page for that's like mm. Tufts normal people. A place right. where like cis heterosexual people with like who like play a sport and wake up at seven and lift, you know, like a safe
1: space. And for carry them. gallons of water around. Yes,
0: exactly. A, a safe space for them. You know, people who do drink whole milk. Like, because I, mm. I think that at Tufts, anyone is anyone who's cis and heterosexual is honestly the minority. Um, and that must be
1: super hard for them. I agree. Cause you know, they're just, they're just like us.
0: Yeah. Like I don't understand, but I stand, you know, I, I may not,
1: I I understand that I will never understand.
0: Yes. And I, I, yeah, I stand with you. Um, cis people of Tufts who play sports, um, I, I see you even though I'd rather not, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, like,
1: if you are an econ major who plays hockey, you are valid.
0: Yes. Um, don't let anyone, don't let oat milk drinkers tell you different, you know, like, yeah, we're all, we're all human at the end of the day. Um, although I think people who drink whole milk are definitely less human than I would agree. Others. So, um, any parting, parting thoughts, Sam?
1: Wow. What a question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, nope. (laughs) Well, um, in that case... Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I take it back. (laughs) This Friday, when in theory this episode is coming out, but if it comes out later, that's okay too. This Friday is my brother's 22nd birthday so if you're listening happy birthday matthew
0: happy birthday matthew um and happy paniversary to everyone listening um our probably 12 fans who are listening to this podcast episode we appreciate you um and i just want to also publicly thank sam for making changes to um the tfl language um making it more inclusive um to people of all different genders um except for cis men um because this is not a safe space for you i'm sorry i'm sorry babes um yeah so thank you so much for doing that sam um and yeah tfl is a tfl is for everyone um except men except cis men because you you just you take up enough space um (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah that's
1: that's a wrap lots of love peace and light